Hey everybody, I'm your host and life coach, Kim Gross, and this is the Masks Off Podcast. In this podcast, I'm helping parents and teachers of teenagers and young adults to explore and understand the masks we often wear because of people-pleasing and perfectionistic tendencies so that they can guide their children and students in removing the masks and honoring their true selves. Each week we dive into how to go from a people-pleasing and perfectionistic prison to freedom, empowerment, and showing up fully in the world. You will hear about my personal experiences and wisdom, as well as from my knowledgeable guests. If you're ready to remove your masks and to help your children and students to do the same, drop into this week's episode. Welcome everybody to another episode of Masks Off. I am Kim Gross and so happy to have you here with me this week. And today my guest is Isabel Miller and I'm so excited to have her here. And we're going to have a great conversation for sure, but I'm going to start with the quote that Isabel shared with me. And then you can tell if it's your favorite quote or why that resonated. But the quote is, life is so very difficult. How can we be anything but kind? And that is by the Buddha. So Isabel, welcome. Welcome. Well, thank you so much for welcoming me on this show. My name is Isabel Miller. I am a full-time model and content creator awesome so awesome what does this quote mean to you and why did you pick this one as being one to share with us this quote means a lot to me because our lives like it said is very difficult and sometimes we forget to be kind to ourselves so Mm -hmm. that resonates with me personally and I think also it resonates with our culture with the online landscape and, you know, everything about self-help culture and all that stuff. It's like people put more and more expectations on who we are as people. And we just forget sometimes, you know, to first of all, be kind to ourselves because professionally there's going to be expectations. Personally, with families, friends, there's going to be expectations. Sometimes, you know, especially since there are a lot more mirrors than there used to be before Mm -hmm. into other people's life, people see their realities and are like they're off, you know, and they expect us to be perfect all the time, which is not necessarily possible or realistic for anybody. So how about we just do the best we can do and be kind and lovely to ourselves? And I also love that it was said by Zephura because it's a time quote. Yes. Yes, totally. Okay. I love that you said that. That's so profound. And so this is masks off and we're here to be vulnerable and to share. Honestly, are you ready to take off your mask and be authentic? Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Awesome. So I think that's very juicy. What you were saying about let's be kind to ourselves 
and how you even said it was maybe at times difficult for you, correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought I heard you say that it can be difficult for you to be kind to yourself. Can you share a little bit more about that? And I think it's almost like an epidemic, how we are not kind to ourselves. Very much so. So as you know, I am a full-time model and content creator. So a lot of my profession revolves around, you know, creating good content, keeping people entertained and growing my audience. And sometimes, you know, especially with the algorithm changes, you know, the way things are shifting on social media all the time, it's kind of hard to maintain those expectations from sometimes your audience, people around you. And we forget, I forget sometimes to not be so hard on myself when it comes to work, when it comes to my personal life. Because often you see people with like the typically accepted fit body and all that stuff, which is great. But when we start into this phase of self-reproach and sometimes allowing people to give you that energy of, oh, you know, you're getting big and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, why you know it's like not everything is going to be perfect all the time but how about we go back to the fundamentals of loving ourselves unconditionally and getting ourselves through life with kindness and love and as cheesy as it says i firmly believe that everything will come naturally with time and self-acknowledgement reflection and also love and kindness so is it necessary to be like, oh, yeah, you, you know, you gain weight or your following is whatever, or, you know, it's this person who's more popular, there's this going on and there's that going on. And a lot of times it's like it also takes away from what is it that works for you? What is it that you really want to do? It's like not all trains are meant to be taken everybody has different destinations in life so sometimes I see life as kind of like this huge train station with trains going to into different directions and you take the one that you want to take whatever class you want to take and whatever you know destination you choose to and then we forget that sometimes because let's say your family wants you to be a doctor or your friends wants you to move to Miami or whatever because they hate Los Angeles and all that stuff so it's a lot of you know knowing yourself of self-acknowledgement of hey my choices are okay my goals are valid and not everyone has to validate me into what I do in life and that's okay ah uh. I love what you're singing. I love what you're putting down. <laughs> it's so important because this is the crucial piece that most of us are missing is to be able to tap into our own intuition, to follow our own voice. And we don't feel that it's okay or safe to do that a lot of the times because of those critics that you talked about, those people that are being haters out there. Mm -hmm. And because we don't feel that we can tap into who we truly are, that's why we start putting on the mask. Whether it is, right, the people pleaser mask, whether it is like 
Oh, okay. You want me to move to Miami with you? Yeah. I'll put my people pleaser mask on. I'll move to Miami, even though I hate the heat and I can't stand crowds or Miami's not for me, but I'm going to move because you're my best friend and you want me to move to Miami with you. So yes, I will. Or, you know, if it's, Say it is the social media, say it is your platform and people are commenting or, or even me, you know, on my platform. And they're telling me that the way that I'm talking or the way that my hair looks or the way this or that. And then all of a sudden I take all that criticism on, I let it seep into me while my perfection mask one is going to come on. I'm not being good enough for the world out there. So I'm going to try to maybe perhaps change and twist into a pretzel so that I get that external validation, or I'm going to feel so bad about myself because of all that commenting that I'm going to shut down and maybe not even show up anymore. That's what happens when we put the masks on. It takes so much inner work, so much as you said, being kind and loving to ourselves and to believe in ourselves and come from that center of regardless of what people are saying and thinking out there, I'm still going to show up as me. And there's a train for each one of us, which I think maybe in, in a sense is also saying each of that train that is for us is our soul. Like our soul imprint imprint is different from everyone else. So why are we out here comparing? Tell us, speak it, speak the truth, Isabel. Why are we doing this? <laughs> That's such a good question because I think human beings in general, they love hierarchies, they love rules, they love competitions because it gives us a sense of direction. Mm. And when we feel like we're not going to the right direction, we can sense a sense of, we can sense a sense of fear, a sense of panic anxiety and shame mm -hmm. and to some extent guilt as well when we're not doing the quote-unquote right thing whatever that means to us because we don't even question it really most of the time because a lot of times it will be sometimes actually going a little bit off topic but not really but Go ahead. there's a lot of people out there that I sometimes come across with and they tell me oh my gosh, I'm 30 something years old. I'm not married. I don't have children. My life is going sideways. Everything's wrong. <laughs> and in my mind, it's like, yes, I do empathize with them. And, you know, it's not easy to feel like you've disappointed yourself and your own expectations in life, especially if your goal is to start a family as soon as possible. But I also question how much of it is intuitive and inward and chosen versus how much of it is life expectations and false sense of competition of who gets a man, who gets a girl, who gets a wife, who gets a kid, who gets a white picket fans, who gets mm. a good job and et cetera. And it becomes like a false sense of competition, which is like, sometimes I kind of notice on dating apps as well and how people talk about dating in general it's kind of like oh yes it's this really hot attractive person I've met there's this you know celebrity I've met and all that how much of it is society driven how much of it is internally driven 
And a lot of time people don't really pay attention to those things, really. How does that help us in the long term? Because then you start seeing, feeling and seeing this sense of misery of, oh man, I'm not good enough because this is not working. I'm not having the kids and all that stuff. And, you know, is it really this timeline that is right for you? There's no shortage of people who find the love of their life in their 50s, maybe 60s, and always really seeing the big picture here. Is adoption also an option? Because people find love and joy in adopting children from mm. foster foreign countries, even with technology, you know, egg donors and et cetera, if biologically, you know, it's not possible. So why not open ourselves to more possibilities in life, expand our perspective, expand our boundaries and ask the right question? Oh, I love that. What you're saying is we have to start looking outside the box. We have yeah. to start shifting the paradigms of how things used to be and continue to be because all those societal norms, all those conditions are keeping us caged, chained in to be like these little soldiers. Yes, I will follow the society. I'll follow what everybody's supposed to do. And I even was just doing another podcast recording where we were talking about teenagers that are in the 11th grade, the 12th grade and getting ready to go to college and whether, or even whether, you know, like, what do you want to do after high school graduation? And there's such a pressure that if they're not able to say, I'm going to college, it's almost as if there's something wrong with that mm. child for not. And I know my son went through it. He's 24 now, and he does work with his father now. But when he graduated, well, he tried college and he didn't like it. It wasn't for him. Not everyone is meant to go down that same path or to get on the same train. As you were saying, we all can take these different ways. And it's so important to be able to explore and really just tap into what do I want? What do I, what do I feel? Where am I guided to go? I myself lost that connection with my intuition and my true self at a very, very young age, because I was told when I was, I think I was 10 or 11 and I tried out for Snow White in the play. And I was told, who are you to think you could be Snow White? You can't be Snow White. And I tried out for another part in another play. And then I applied to a certain college and my guidance counselor said, don't apply to that college. You're not going to get in there. They're not going to accept you. Like just being told, like, who are you to think? And it's oh. that kind of messaging, that kind of conditioning that, oh, well, okay, then I must not trust myself. Even my mom would be, I would say to my mom that, I don't know, A, B, or C. And she would say, why would you even think that? What's wrong with you for thinking that way? Like nobody thinks like that. So then, as a young, impressionable person, I'm learning very quickly, hmm, I don't think I can trust myself because the people on the outside are telling me that I'm wrong. 
And the way I interpreted wrong was being bad, like inherently bad and worthless and shame because now, and then I didn't even know how to make decisions for myself. I couldn't make decisions. I became such an incisive, indecisive decision maker for a long, long time. Yes. So, so do you have any thoughts on that? I have a lot of thought on that <laughs> because I can relate so much to it. And yeah, my life was also similar where sometimes people will tell you, oh, who do you think you are to be this? Who do you think you are to be that? You know, are your tastes are weird. Who the hell likes that? You know, <laughs> because sometimes people don't really expect me to be in certain spaces, you know, going out there. Let's say I like punk rock music or whatever. And I grew up in an African culture. People will be like, well, it's just a bunch of people screaming, you know, <laughs> like this, you know, you must be crazy. This is for people who are crazy. And my mm. parents were proving and not being religious, growing mm. in the religious culture. Then that also makes you feel like you're an outsider. And that feeling of being an outsider can be a blessing and a curse because then you're like, oh, I don't really trust myself because I'm not a certain way, because I'm not this typical person who fits into this typical box. And it takes a lot of time to break away from that, mm -hmm. to break away from the self-doubt and indecisiveness. Some people blame it on me being a Libra, but who knows? <laughs> <laughs> how do you... How do you overcome it for yourself? Like, how do you find the strength now? Because I know in, in your, as a content creator and on your platform, I know that you have to be very self-assured and very strong in who you are to be able to deal with all that. So how do you overcome those obstacles? Good question. I think overall, my best my best advice and experience with dealing with self-doubt is to replace it with self-trust and to come into this place of self-trust. There needs to be a certain sense of surrender mm -hmm. and just be it. So instead of being like, oh, I don't know if what I'm doing is going to be right. So there's that letting go of being right versus mm -hmm. being doing what feels right. And it is scary. Mm. actually doing what feels right to me versus what is supposed to be right what is supposed to fit into a rule or schedule and etc hey friends i didn't mean to leave you hanging we'll get back to the show in a moment are you wondering whether you're a people pleaser or a perfectionist or maybe you're thinking to yourself kim of course i know i am one but i'm not sure all the ways that these patterns show up well, you can take my people pleaser perfectionist quiz on my website at kimgrosscoaching.com and find out the answers. And if nothing else, the quiz is really fun to do. Now let's get back to business. And as funny as it is, I found that I thrive more in my unstructured ways than in borrowed structured ways borrowed sense of discipline that don't really mesh well with me because I'm not a typical disciplined person who does xyz at a certain day and time and then it makes you more confident to see that hey my ways they actually work my decision to work and besides that if they don't work sometimes it's a learning experience 
So instead of imagining this baton hitting you over the head for making a mistake, why not take it as a learning experience, as evidence, as feedback? So I see mistakes as feedback mm. and not necessarily as batons hitting me over the head for, oh man, you're done for not doing it the right way. Or what were you thinking? This is this was a stupid decision. It's like, maybe it was, maybe it was not. And how was I supposed to know? I'm not a fortune teller after all. Yeah. But exercise and, you know, the intention itself is so much more worthwhile in the long term because either you're going to trust yourself or you are constantly going to exhaust yourself borrowing something that is not yours. Yeah. Oh my God. I so agree with that. It's so exhausting to wear a mask. It's so exhausting to put yourself out in the world as someone who you're not. When you are trying to hide your true authentic self, that's exhausting. Our souls, our true selves want to be expressed. So you're right. It's so, it's so exhausting. And what I hear you saying that it works out so much better for you in your life when you get into alignment with your true desires, your true wants, your needs, when you tap in and say to yourself or ask yourself, is this right for me? Should I go this way? Should I go that way? Should I eat this? Should I eat that? Do I want to wear this? Do I want to wear that? That when you're in that place, your life is flowing with more ease. Am I correct in saying that? You are hundred percent correct about it. And I am so glad I decided to take the path. Like this is the way I'm going to go. And most people are following the herd. Yes. And that's exactly what I am describing here because it takes guts to trust yourself, trust your own intuition and taking the path less traveled because Everybody's going to push you on the path more traveled. Everybody's yeah. going to say, you should be doing X. You should be doing Y. You should be doing Z. Because from our cradles to our graves, that's what we're told in school. Like, for example, yeah. guidance counselor. Because then you realize most people are living in a state of fear and uncertainty mm. because, oh, no, you don't want to fail applying to Harvard apply to your local community college instead, because at least you're not going to live with that shame. And then you start realizing, wait a second, is that shame mine or theirs? Yes. Oh, that's so true. Oftentimes it is their own, it's someone else projecting onto you for sure. Well, and so tell us, because I remember when you and I talked before, you said you went to college. So what did you go to college for? And tell us how you didn't follow that path. You went and tell us what you're doing, where, how you went from, okay, this is the path I was supposed to go down to. This is the path I am going down. Well, that's a very interesting question because initially I wanted to go to college for illustration. Mm. I always, always wanted to be an artist and I applied to multiple art schools. I got accepted into a really good one. And while I was in high school applying to colleges and all those things, my parents sat me down and told me that illustration might not be the best path for me because 
it's not necessarily a financially rewarding, you know, profession from their standpoint. Now, as there's a lot of exceptions, there's a lot of highly successful illustrators that are creating mm. the movies that we watch, the entertainment that we see, yeah. the, a lot of things. You'll be surprised. But also, I wanted a sense of safety myself. And, you know, when you're in high school, you're 16, 17, you don't know that much about the world. So I said, okay, I'll try to find something a bit safer. So I went for industrial design. And with that, I learned more about interaction design. So that ended up being my major in college. It's like it's statistic, but it's also safe. <laughs> so around that time, there was a huge boom of UX, UI design. And everybody, every started wanted one to compete on the marketplace. So that's kind of what I focus on in college without necessarily loving it. Because it's like, oh, it's a safe path for me, whatever, you know. And I started interning and working for startups while I was in college. And after graduating, I saw that, you know what? Do I want to be living in the city, going to my job, coming back, and feeling like a rat in a rat race? I said, no, so going to move to California and, you know, do my modeling and social media stuff because I just made a lot more sense for me, you know? Yeah. You know, the social media stuff is not that great. Then guess what? I'll find something else that works out for me. But deep down, I never really saw any other way. I'm not going back to nine to five. Even though I did consider it sometimes to get more stability in my life, to get into sales, because then it's not as structured. But then again, it didn't feel right. Yeah. So I also did, you know, some freelance stuff with like SEO and graphic design. And I even tried you know, interior decorating, but never really felt right. So sometimes it's power versus force. There's this book that's been written, I think, a few decades ago. Unfortunately, the author passed away, but this book deeply resonated with me because, you know, some things in life, you can just feel it when it's force versus when it's something that's naturally attracted to you. Mm. And I decided to trust that it's like, hey, I'm going all in on that social media stuff and let's just do it. And it's been working for you. It's been working very well for me, thankfully. <laughs> yes. Well, and I hear that kind of story over and over and over again, that when we try to force, and what is that other cliche, try to fit a square peg in a circle or something like, like we are trying to force and make it happen, make it happen, make it happen. Sometimes you can make it happen, the outcome, you might get an outcome, mm -hmm. but are you truly in alignment? Are you truly happy? Are you truly joyful? Are you truly invested in whatever that thing is? If you're forcing it versus as you're describing, when you're coming from a place of inspiration, when you're creating from a place of flow. And you're allowing the universe to line up and open up doors and open up opportunities. And you're 
so the whole, this whole, it's so funny. This whole podcast is about intuition and trusting intuition, which is really the, is the antidote. It's one of the antidotes to wearing masks. So masks off is learning how to be our true authentic selves. And part of that, part of being sovereign is learning to trust our intuition. And that's, that's where the conversation went, which is why I never have an outline and I never have a script for any one of my episodes because I like to see where the universe takes the conversation. Look where we went with this. You know, as I thought we were going to start in one direction and we did, but I had no attachment to an outcome. And I think that's part of what you're saying too, is that you have a gut sense of where you want to go, but then you're just kind of like, flowing with it and you're not forcing anything. You're just allowing it to happen naturally and organically. Yes. And I think that's what's been working best for me so far. And I'm still challenging myself on that Yeah, because right now I am going through a life transition, a career transition, going from more, you know, sexy adult oriented content creation into a more lifestyle and fashion oriented content creation which is a completely different arena for me Hmm. and it takes guts to do it because people will always tell you who do you think you are this is not worth it they will ignore you they won't help you but self-trust is important because if this is what i want this is what i desire this is the direction where i want to go and this is how i want to expand as a person then I'll do it anyway, you know, even when moving to California, you know, I had never stepped foot in Los Angeles before, but I talked about it to a few people and they're like, Ooh, to live in Los Angeles, you have to be very attractive. So, you know, what is that supposed to mean? You know, well, thankfully you're absolutely right because I am very attractive and I thrive in Los Angeles. So thank you so much for the advice. I love that. I love that. That's beautiful. Okay. So As we start to round up the conversation, I want to first highlight and note your age, because I know it, but can you tell the listeners how old you are? I am 27. I'll be turning 28 in September. So I love that, that you are 27 years old with so much wisdom so much wisdom and insight already. I'm 54 and I'm just learning it. (laughs) Not just learning, but you know what I mean? I was definitely not where you are when I was 27 and whatever. We're all on our different trains as long as we get there when we get there. So that's the important part, but I just think it's beautiful and it's awesome. And so I want to ask you this as we come to a close in terms of a takeaway, whether it's a mom out there that's listening to this episode or a dad, and they want to help their young adult children, their teenage children, or if perhaps someone in their twenties is listening to this episode, what would you say to them as a takeaway in terms of how from your own experience, how you have come to this place and how they can maybe take a first step toward living the kind of life we've just been talking about from flowing and coming from intuition and coming from 
self-assuredness, all of what we just talked about, how can they, how, what would you say? Oh, that's a big question. question. It's a, it's a uh, loaded question. Yes. Yeah. It took me years to come to this point. And I think, first of all, there needs to be a sense of security in self. Mm -hmm. So an unconditional sense of self-love needs to be developed first. And from there, challenging own fears, mm. challenging the narrative, and getting to know ourselves as well. Who are we really? What do we want, you know? And not be afraid of not being validated by people. Not be afraid of, you know, quote-unquote, pissing people off sometimes because not everybody is going to be for us. Not everybody's going to support us and also letting go of our own critical voice and external critics as well. Because sometimes that's something that I struggle with a lot in the past, you know, external critics putting labels on you of who's a success, who's a failure, and also letting go of that dichotomy of success versus failure and not seeing failure as, you know, a shot in the, in the heart, bullet in the heart. Why not take it as feedback? And also letting know, let just acknowledging our own values. Is failure really that scary to us? Is this guilt and shame really ours or is it theirs? Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of knowing oneself, loving ourselves, and being kind to ourselves unconditionally, and being very, very careful around negative self talk, negative talk in general, and self-criticism because a lot of time people think criticism is feedback but no sometimes it just beat us down and it's not that helpful well that you answered that beautifully even though it was a very loaded question and I guess I would just add one question to piggyback on that is that let's say well first of all did you have people that were supporting you or guiding you down this path or did you find it on your own? Did you come into the world with kind of a bent toward understanding the things that you're just giving as tips? Because some people out there might say, well, I, I know I hear you. I hear you, Isabel, but I can't do it. I can't do it or, or whatever. Or it's not that easy to just let go of negative self-talk. So did you have a very supporting loving family like what what was it that helped you if anything at all or was it just you I think one thing that really helped me is I've always been a generally curious person I always mm. wanted answers to my questions so I just started reading a lot of books so I've always been a big reader my whole life so as time went and I wanted more answers to my questions answers to my insecurity self-doubt and everything I embrace reading and reading high quality books because sometimes if I feel like a book is not good enough for what I'm looking for I'll toss this aside at least for now and get into something deeper and working with a psychologist a good one is also great because I believe not all psychologists are created equal mm -mm. At all. so you have to find a really good one if you can afford it because once again it's a privilege but one trick that I found that works great is to read the books that highly ranked psychologists and therapists wrote 
And they're not necessarily always going to be, you know, the New York Times bestsellers. And sometimes they're back from like the 80s or 70s, whatever. But read them. Get into the mind of really good psychologists, a really good therapist, and embrace it. Mm-hmm. Like just basic books, like if you're struggling with anxiety or depression, just great books out there that start, you know, kind of like cleaning up the cobwebs of your past that are still dragging you down. It takes work, it takes confidence, but it is worth it. So overall, it just has to start with you. You cannot rely on other people all the time unless you really know what you're doing. And for the most part, 99% of the time, the people around you will not know what they're doing. So find the truth for yourself. I think that's huge. And it also builds this self-trust. Oh my goodness. So again, I'm just going to reiterate that I love everything you're saying. I think it's beautiful. The wisdom that you have, the self-awareness, you're so self-aware. Well, you are very self-aware and I love it. So let me ask you this. If people want to find you and follow you, where can they find you? They can find me at Isabel Miller on YouTube, Mm. Isabel Miller X on Instagram, and it's Isabel Miller on TikTok. Awesome. And I think I have your link tree as well. So is that all under your link tree as well? Yes. All my platforms are under my link tree. Okay. And I will have that in the show notes. So I really appreciate you coming on to Masks Off and doing this episode with me. It was really fun. Thank you so much, Kim. I really appreciated our episode. It was so genuine and enlightening. And I really hope Whoever is listening to this takes something good out of it. Me too. Me too. That's the hope is that if we just inspire one person to unmask, right? Each time, then it's a win. Yes, that's fantastic. Okay. Thank you everybody for tuning in to another episode of Masks Off. And I encourage you to check out Isabel Miller. And if you like this episode, would love for you to subscribe or give us a thumbs up for sure. And I will see you next week on Masks Off. If you enjoyed this episode of Masks Off and you're ready to take the next step to overcoming people-pleasing and perfectionistic tendencies, you can reach out to me at kimgrosscoaching.com and book a call. You can also join my free Facebook group for more inspiration and tips. The link is in the show notes. I would love it if you would subscribe and rate this podcast. And don't forget to share it with others. See you next Thursday on Masks Off with Kim Gross.